Disclaimer, while we are both licensed mental health professionals in the state of Georgia, anything stated in today's show is not intended to be used as a therapeutic intervention or clinical recommendation. We are not providing therapy during our show. Rather, we're bringing the insight and experience of our professional lives to dig deep into topics that impact women across the board. If you are in need of a professional therapist, please seek one out in your community. If you're experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or go to your closest emergency room. Crooked Talk Straight, a podcast by real women for real women who are looking for real change. Let's get comfy and get honest about what our lives really look like and what it takes to really live them to their fullest. No filters, no bullshit, no shame, just real honest talk from real everyday women. there. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Sit Crooked Talk Straight. My name is Katie Myers. I am accompanied by the wonderful and amazing Leanne Jameson. We have quite the show for you today. I'm so excited. Um, the 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 guest that we have coming on just found, what was it, soy sauce underneath your keyboard? Um, like, you know, you, if you're a mompreneur, when, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, tell me you're a mompreneur without telling me you're a mompreneur. Um, and so I, I will not, um, waste time. You guys know how I can get a little chatty and tangential. Um, but I'm going to let Jana introduce herself. Um, she is, um, inspirational. She's everything that sit crooked talk straight stands for. Um, and so Jana, welcome to the show. Please tell us about you. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Um, my name's Jonna Willoughby-Lore, and I am an entrepreneur, a mom, uh, a musician, a poet, an activist, um, and many other things. I own a company that's called Papercraft Miracles, which is an eco-friendly handmade paper art company, and we make magical things out of paper that make people happy. Beautiful um, things. Beautiful, beautiful. Decorative handmade papers and stationery, wedding invitations, paper flowers, hand-bound books, and a lot of plantable seed bombs that grow when you plant them in the ground. Mm. Uh, I uh, have a really awesome building that we own over on Niagara Street in Buffalo that used to be an old department store, and it's really cool. And I live upstairs, and my studio is downstairs, Mm. and so I never leave my house, like, ever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I have three little kids. I have two boys who are eight and five, and my daughter is one. Wow. And what the fuck is sleep? Uh, (laughs) And you have bunnies, too? Yeah, I have two pet bunnies, uh, peaches and clover. You can scope them on my Instagram stories. Um, I have bun-bun time to myself in the evening because they're my bunnies. Um, And... Yeah, and I'm and I uh, I play a lot of music uh, in my band, Bloodthirsty Vegans, where I sing, rap, and play the trumpet as my alter ego, MC Vendetta. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah, I've been uh, making art and and performing and doing poetry and playing music for like almost thirty five years. 
So I told her she was a badass, Katie. Well, I I can't wait for you to meet her. (laughs) You did. You prepped me, but you did not prep me for the potential hashtag girl crush that was going (laughs) to, right? So like, just prepare yourself, Jonna, um, the, what is coming out, right? Our listeners are, are very much like we are. Um, that's our demographic is us. Um, but like, get ready. There's going to be some potential, um, energy coming your way. Um, (laughs) very feminine energy. (laughs) I want all the attention. Give it to me. Oh, I love it so much. He doesn't even know what's happening, but he's like, why are my eyes rolling? (laughs) (laughs) We can relate to that. Leanne and I can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us more about, well, you know what, tell me, tell us more about like your social activism. Mm. Um, So I think being an activist for me started as a kid because my mom was an activist and I remember, um, going to the store with her when I was, I don't know, four or five. And I wanted to get like some candy bar made by Nestle. And she was like, we don't buy things by Nestle. And I was like, why not? And she's like, because Nestle owns Carnation and Carnation may send baby formula over to Africa and a whole bunch of nurses who were not real nurses. They were just women in nurse costumes who dressed up as nurses and gave out formula for free to all these mothers in Africa who then lost their milk because they couldn't nurse their babies when they were giving them formula. They ran out of formula and a whole bunch of babies died. And she was so that's why we don't buy Nestle. And then when I was a teenager and I was like, oh, I want to go get this mascara. She's like, no, that's L'Oreal. And they're also owned by Nestle. (laughs) She was like, no, can't do that. So, um, so can I just say mad props to your mom for like explaining that to a four-year-old too? Like, okay, you want to know this is what's happening. (laughs) My mom straight up never, ever lied to us about anything. Um, so I knew pretty much like everything about, uh, life in the world when I was like three years old, ready or not, here it comes. <laughs> exactly. Like she taught me about like, you know, nonviolent civil disobedience and protesting and boycotting and sit-ins and like all that stuff as a kid. And, um, I actually staged a sit-in in my third grade gym class to protest against the teacher because the other kids in the class were bullying my friend who had a disability and they were like rude as hell and would make fun of her whenever she would run in the class. And they would make fun of me because I was friends with her and also super nerdy and weird. And the teacher never did anything and didn't reprimand any of these kids for like ridiculing this girl for just trying to, you know, run in gym class, which sucks anyway for everyone. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So I, I told my friend, I was like, we're going to stage a sit in. So the next time she tells us to run, we're not going to run. We're just going to sit down on the line and we're not going to do it. And we're going to protest. And then the teacher brought my mom in and was like, hey, uh, I think your daughter has mental problems. And then my mom says to her, she goes, my daughter has more will in her little finger than you have in your entire body. She's like, yes, mom. Why she wasn't doing what you wanted her to do in class? Did you even talk to her? Did you ask her anything? No, you didn't. Sit in because the other students are cruel to her and her friend, and oh you're not my. about it. So what are you doing about it as the adult? And like called her out. And I'm in the hallway. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was like eight. <laughs> you're like, yeah, go ahead, call my mom in. <laughs> School your ass, and you're gonna feel like a fool. So I grew up like that. So. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I love that. Um, <laughs> 
And right. So it's just like that fire that was created like so early on that, that is just Mm. beautiful and amazing. Um, and part of your story is also losing your mom. Yep. So if you want to talk a little bit about that. Sure. Let me just bring um, all the fucking heavy in. That's me. Um, I've had a lot of shit happen to me in my life. Um, and you know, people who say like, oh, everything happens for a reason. Like, no, fuck that. Sometimes shitty shit just happens. Um, and there's no good reason for it. Um, and I, I think like the main secret to living not necessarily like a happy life, right? Because who the fuck is happy all the time? No one. Anyone who is, is like on some serious drugs. <laughs> that I want sometimes. Right. Where do you find those? <laughs> that, I guess, but um, <laughs> the secret to like being fulfilled in your life and not, you know, wallowing and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like figuring out what you do after shitty shit happens. Like mm-hmm. it's not finding out like, oh, this happened for a reason. And saying, okay, this happened. Now what? Yeah. Like, your life is like, this happened. Now what? Of course that happened. Okay. What's next? Yeah. Right yeah. Like, you know, what can we do that with this moment now that that one is, oh, that one's over. That, yeah. And I think that that speaks really wildly to just like creating meaning of like, okay. Like it doesn't mean that like, oh, everything happens for a reason. It's like this happened. What can I create for meaning? You know, like creating the meaning around it. And then moving forward. And I know Victor Frankl talks about that man's search for meaning of just like, what is the purpose? What is the meaning? And we actually create that. So I love that you bring that up. Exactly. So long story short, when I was a junior in college, um, my mom passed away on Friday the 13th. I know we don't have a ton of time, so I'm going to do the short version. If you want to hear the long version, you can go find like any other podcast I've been on because I'm pretty sure I gave the long version. Um, but I was like 20 years old. I was going to school like 900 miles away from home and she died. And I ended up continuing to go to school and my brother and I inherited a house here that was falling apart. She had no will. And there was like a lot of crap we had to deal with, um, going to housing court as like a 20 year old kid for not mowing the grass in February and all this crap. Um, traveling back and forth because I was getting summoned to court because my brother was like not able to take care of the house by himself and mm. all this stuff. So, um, dealing with all of that. And then four months after my mom died, my dorm burnt to the ground with all of my stuff in it on her yeah. birthday. Fuck. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. Um, and it also happened to be the same exact day that uh, the guy I thought was I was going to be with for the rest of my life left to be in the military. So I couldn't even call him to be like, you'll never guess what happened to me today because he was on an airplane. Mm-hmm. So you're connect, Yeah, that like safety <laughs> and connection, like- all the safety and connection. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like my trauma person when my mom died. And I was like, yo, the day you the day you left, my shit burned up in a fire mm-hmm. on her birthday. Like, <laughs> Seriously, I was like, You're like I, really? What the fuck? <laughs> I was just like pre-punked, but I was like, where is Ashton Kutcher? Like, am I being punked right now? Like, is this really happening to me? Like, where is where is the bus and the cancer that's coming? Because like, mm. I'm waiting for that shit. Your resiliency must be off the charts, right? Like your ability to rebound and, and you said it before, but like it's resiliency. It's where does that come from for you? Do you think? I mean, 
I remember three days after the fire, I was kept thinking about like, it was the fire happened on my mom's 55th birthday, what would have been her 55th birthday. And five has always been my, my lucky number. Mm. And so I remember thinking like intentionally, I'm like, okay, well, if she would have been 55, like there's a reason not saying it happened for reason, but there's a reason it happened on that day. Right. Like, mm. uh, my mom was very spiritual and very connected with the energies of the world. So I was like, if something big like this is happening in my life on that day, there's a reason for that. That's like and a message. I always think of them as like, she, there are messages. She, yeah. She's <laughs> sending me something that she wants me to know. And I was like, well, if there's 55, that's two luckies, right? Mm-hmm. Two, yeah. I was like, one, the first one was really easy. It was like me and everyone else who was in the building when it was on fire, because I was in it, when it was on fire. Everybody got out alive. Yeah. So like, it's down. That's so, uh, that's really obvious that that's the first lucky thing. Right. Um, and I was really racking my brain to think like, what is the other lucky thing that is happening because of this? And when I grew up, my mom I didn't realize this till I ever watched the show Hoarders and had like a serious panic attack watching it. That my mom was a hoarder. Like I didn't know that was like a thing. I just knew that our house was crazy yeah. when I grew up and I had never, we had hardwood floors, but I never saw them for like 20 years. Never even knew we had them. Hmm. Um, so having all of my stuff that I thought was really important burn up in a fire overnight and then have none of it um, at 20 years old when so many people are kind of finding their identity and striving for what's six, what is successful to you. You know what I mean? And like, Oh, you have all these things. Cause when you're young, your success is, you know, equals things. It equals, you know, your, your accomplishments by mm. obtaining things. Right. Cause you know, you're not even old enough to like have an apartment or whatever. And you're like, whatever's in your dorm room, like that's your, that's your, your legacy that you have at that point. And so having all of those things, all of my notebooks, my entire life, all my poems, all my artwork, all my instruments, let alone all my clothes and books and all that other shit, right? Like but the things that I had created with my life, all of it, toast, gone. Damn. And I, it just like hit me like a bolt of lightning that I was like, she is sending me something she never learned in her life. Mm-hmm. Like never in one of her 54 years did she learn that your stuff doesn't matter. She was totally surrounded by her stuff all the time. And it drowned her because she like couldn't deal with stuff. She was like, I might need that someday. I might need that someday, you know? And so um, I, I took it to mean that she was sending me like this. Hey, by the way, I was wrong. You don't need any of this shit. Yeah, your shit's not, not important. One of those things, you know, I lost my ID. It would have been real great to have that when I turned 21 and I couldn't even go out drinking because I didn't have an ID and New York State wouldn't send me another one because I lived in North Carolina. <laughs> so like, you know, stuff like that like, could have been nice, would have been nice. But I just, even at that point, like I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. I didn't need any of that stuff to, you know, keep me warm. I still have my life keep me warm. That's it. That's all you need. Oh, so. oh, oh, beautiful. <laughs> ah. I don't know. I mean, like three days after the fire, I remember looking at my roommate and I mean, we had smoked a lot of weed, so we were really high at the time. And (laughs) I just looked at her and we just, I just busted out laughing. And she's like, what? I'm like, dude, all our shit burns up. Mm. And we just started giggling and like rolling on the ground, laughing, like totally insane people. And after that, like, it was funny. It it was just funny. Like, it it was like, of course that happened. What the fuck? Like, wasn't it? 
<laughs> you know, they're gonna make a movie about me if I don't have like some kind of crazy fucked up trauma happen in my youth that they can like you know put into the plot line. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that happened. Now what? You know. Now what? Oh well, and tell us now what? Mm. Like now you are. Yeah, I mean, there's so. I mean, I know there's so much that happened in between then and now, but that is a like again when we have these traumas these these experiences they create like the now what next what what the fuck are you gonna do with today like what are you doing here exactly um well when I was in school I um had created my own major because I knew I wanted to be an artist and I didn't want to be broke so I was like how do I do that and I made up my own major and I put entrepreneurial business and creative art together as one course of study and I knew I wanted to start a business somehow, but I didn't know what I, exactly like what kind of art I really wanted to focus on and how I want to do that. And I was like, yeah, I want to, you know, do poetry and do music and do art and do this. And I was trying to like do all of it at the same time under one umbrella. And I'm like, I do a lot under one umbrella, but that's like too much <laughs> under one umbrella. Um, and then after having all of that shit happen to me, I started making these artist books about my experiences and about my relationship with my mom and all this stuff. And I started sharing them with people and they would cry. And they were like, man, I didn't even know that I like was dealing with some shit or had shit to deal with. And like, I'm different now in the five minutes since we had that conversation, mm. since I saw that piece of art. And I was like, well, you know what? you know, not only is making this art healing for me, but sharing it with other people is healing for them. So yes. I was like, I don't care what I do with the rest of my life, but I want to do that. And I want to do it intentionally, like every single day. And so after that, I figured out that I was like, I definitely want to do this. And I came up with the name of my company and I call it Papercraft Miracles because it saved me when I literally had nothing. Yes. And it saves others too. It does. Does you know it's like yeah we make wedding invitations but we do a lot of other stuff that's like really deep and meaningful for people and you know help people while they're celebrating their wedding to integrate people that they've lost into the things that they share with other people at the wedding and things like that and you know we find a way for people to keep their stories going and to tell people stories who aren't there anymore and that kind of stuff. Mm, how beautiful. There's a cardinal. Just here to wear. Oh, wait. It's they're not in there yet. Oh, the stroller's over here. Sorry. There's a cardinal. There's a cardinal outside my window. Just FYI. Um, Those are. And that's I. I imagine. The baby's very excited about going outside. Well, I would be too. It's pretty nice out now. Me this smiley face. Oh, love it. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Hi, friends. If traditional therapy has left you wanting more, please check out my website, releasewithkatie.com. That's release, like letting go, with Katie, spelled K A T I E. My name is Katie Myers, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker, life coach, and energy healer. I combine my years of therapeutic skills with my life coach knowledge and my energy healer training to provide you a transformative experience. If that's what you're looking for, again, head over to my website, releasewithkatie.com, email me at releasewithkatie at gmail.com, or give me a call. I can't wait to connect with you and see where your journey takes you.
Hello, amazing ladies. This is Leanne Jamison, founder of Essentially Zenfall. I am so excited to be able to offer you an opportunity to expand in every dimension of your life. Through the Next Level Life Purpose Coaching Program, we will guide you into gaining that clarity of what your most purpose-filled life looks like, what your life purpose is, and really aligning with that next level that you are meant to live in your most authentic self. We will connect you with like-minded women who are there to support and encourage you and cheer you on. We will help you keep your accountability and your commitments to yourself because guess what? You're worth it and your vision and your life is worth it. We will help you gain the confidence to be able to take every courageous step towards that highest life vision. So we are here for you. Just reach out at easyliving.space. You can check us out there. That's the letter E, the letter Z, living.space or just reach out to me. I am all over social media. The best way to reach out to me is through hello at essentiallyzenful.com. You can also reach me through Facebook at Essentially Zenful. So I cannot wait to hear from you. Katie, what are you looking at? You, the cardinal. Like you had a question. The cardinal. No, there's a cardinal sitting outside my window. Oh, there's a cardinal outside. It's my mom. Let's say hi. I was just thinking that. Um, yeah. I love that. My Beautiful. dad's often. He's the hummingbird, so <laughs> he shows up. Oh, so cool. So being able to to recognize like this is so you started this business in college. Did. Yeah. And continuing on in the, like, what have you, how have you expanded? What was that process like for you? So after graduating, I came back home because uh, my brother and I still had this house and it was falling apart and like life was still very crazy. Uh, nothing was happening here in Buffalo. It was like 2004 and all my friends in Asheville are like, why are you going back to Buffalo? Yeah. That's the worst, you know? It um, was then. I was like, no, no, no. Like I got a house there. I got shit I got to deal with, whatever. And, you know, Buffalo's cool. Let me tell you. Um, and so I ended up coming back home and like in general, making art on the side. I had a little uh, art desk in the corner of my live space in my house. And, um, I worked at Michael's for a while, the art supply store, and then they weren't paying me enough. So I got a job at a gas station because I had bills to pay, you know, like I was adulting in a way that most college graduates are like not adulting, like house, it was falling apart. We had to hire contractors. Like we had a lot that we had to do. And, you know, this is back in 2004. So I like, I'm working as a manager or assistant manager at the gas station, making $7 an hour, Mm. uh, and like hustling like crazy. And I arranged my schedule so I could go out in the evenings and, and play music shows and do craft shows and stuff like that. And I was always like going out and doing poetry and trying to make a name for myself in the local music scene and getting gigs and stuff like that. So I never slept like ever. I was always out in the bar, like not drinking, but I was out at the bar playing shows and performing. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, till like two, three o'clock in the morning. And then I would go home and uh, I'd get up and go to work and hustle like crazy. Uh Um, so I did that for a really long time. And in 2008, I got together with my husband and he owned a 
a big building and we were doing a lot of throwing a lot of shows there and stuff like that and it was like this fun underground art space um and so I did that type of stuff for a while but was still doing like art shows and craft shows and making things for people but totally on the side and once we were you know officially together together and um we got married in 2011 and then we bought this building that we're in now and we moved into it and when we were looking for buildings he knew that I wanted to make paper and I didn't have any paper making equipment because it's really expensive and you need a certain type of set up to be able to use it you have to have water access and you know like places you can get the floor wet and stuff like that it's yeah. not, not every house has a spot like that um so we ended up buying this building because it had a great space to make paper in it even though I had no equipment for that because he's awesome and the vision. Totally with all types of art making and music making <sighs> so right after we bought this building I met with my accountant and she was like, yeah, you're still making art on the side. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you are got to start collecting sales tax. (laughs) So so I made it official in 2013, like right after we bought this building or right, I don't know, sometime in 2013, I made it official and started like really doing it and like intentionally trying to grow it more, even though I had a day job. And after my first son was born in 2015, (laughs) the job where I was working, editing photos, for body jewelry, which if I never see another belly button, right? <laughs> um, they told me, they were like, you have to either come back full time after your maternity leave or figure something else out. And I was like, well, you guys don't pay me enough to cover healthcare and daycare. So I'm not going to go to work for 40 hours a week, come home with negative dollars and pay someone else to raise my kid. That's stupid. Yep. So I quit my job, no longer got health insurance from an employer, which was terrifying. So like terrifying to not have health insurance after I just had a baby, but also terrifying to not have a paycheck for the first time um, since I was, you know, turned into an instant adult while I was in college Um, and to be fully reliant on somebody else to take care of me. And (sighs) my husband was like, it's cool. He's like, if you made more money than, then I'd stay home, but you don't. So just stay home and do your book things for everyone who's just listening. It's in quotes, do your book things. <laughs> she expected that I would be a stay at home mom that sometimes, you know, went to craft shows and did stuff on the side, but mostly I was like at the house with the kids doing the thing and, you know, put it on us for lack of communication. But I was like, hell yeah, I finally get to grow this company. Like I've been trying to do for like 20 years. I really get to do this up. And I got a baby in tow and now I don't have to wake up to an alarm like ever. And it's fucking great. Right. um, I never wanted to just be a stay at home mom. I mean, it's like the hardest one job there could possibly be, but I never wanted to do that. You know, like it was never on my radar or something that I um, wanted to do for myself. Like, yeah, I wanted to spend time with my kids, but I didn't want to spend all my time with my kids. Um, right. We have to have a, another purpose. There, There is. As visionaries, we just have to. We have that fire within us. And you are such a creative and visionary. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, it was really difficult for me not to feel like I was contributing financially to my household. And I don't, that's like, it's a lot of guilty pressure that a lot of stay-at-home moms put on themselves. But other people put that on you when you don't have a job, you know, like yeah. that your work taking care of kids and taking care of the house is 
not contributing and counts for mm-hmm. fucking nothing, which is right. bullshit. But um, I had a lot of that guilt and I still do. Uh, and so part of that just like lit this fire under me to be like, I'm going to hustle like fucking crazy because the sooner I can be pulling my own weight again, the more that my husband doesn't have to go to work and he can make art too. Mm-hmm. He is an amazing artist and he never gets time to make art because he's always at work. Um, oh, I love that genre. Take care of all of us. And <laughs> so, you know, I was like, it was like, yes, I want to do this for me. I want to do this for, you know, my own, yes. my own personal artistic success and helping a lot of people and making amazing things and getting to make art all day long. But, you know, in the yeah. back of my I was like, you know, I, I want to, prove myself to him too you know in a way um well and 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 I just like I want to really identify that too I'm just like I want him to live his dreams too you know what I mean like be his creative self too so it's just like when we when we allow ourselves to to dream and then to follow that dream and follow it with those courageous actions of like yes I'm gonna fucking do this Mm -hmm. um that impacts everybody around us you know um so yeah sorry yeah and you know he you know, he's not, he's not the perfect husband. Nobody's the fucking perfect husband, right? Nobody is right. There's, there's always the price of admission to to like be in a relationship with somebody. There's certain things that you like take and there are certain things that you give in order to be with somebody. And, you know, he sacrificed a lot for the things that I wanted to do with my life. You know, like he, we took out a huge mortgage on this building because it had a space where I could do the kind of art that I wanted, even though I didn't even have the equipment to do that. You know, it was like, you know, he was, he was invested in that and that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, I, if, if we're going to purchase a building that has a space for me to really do this up, who am I to just fucking sit here and not do it? You know? like, yes. yeah, now that I have, now that I don't have to go to work every day and at somebody else's work anyway, and like, I have the opportunity to like do what I really would wanting to do my whole life. How could I not do that? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, when she was 54, you know, at the time I'd have my first kid, I was like, I'm 32. It's not that far away to be 54. Like, yeah, it goes super fast. And I was like, if I don't start doing what I love now. I was like, I can't wait till I'm 55. I might not see 55. I might not see 35, you know, right. you never know. You never know. You don't. And, you know, my, I lost my brother when he was 36. And so, you know, I made sure that like, it, it, even if that happened to me, you know, it was like, I want people, you made an impact, you know, and so many people wait until they're later in life to like do the things they really love. And I was like, tomorrow's never promised. You never mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. it's like, I to do as much as I humanly possibly can um, with every single day that I have. So long, 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 long story short, um, I, uh, quit my job and started growing my Instagram while I was at home with a baby. He was eight months old at the time and I was nursing him and he was a freaking milk hound and I never really went anywhere. Um, I had like once a month, I would go to a a networking event in the evening and that's really it. Like other than hanging out with other moms and their kids and doing stuff on my phone and making things at home. And I hired a company, rebranded, built a website you could actually shop on, which I'd been wanting to do for a really long time. Didn't used to be so easy, Shopify. Um, And so uh, I did all that and started growing my social media following while I was at home nursing a baby. 
and I ended up finding some. Oh, oh no. <laughs> connection. Um, the energy is really flowing, right? So we I lost know. our connection, but we're getting, holy cow, we're getting her energy. back. You're just, you're putting off so much energy. We were saying, I'm like, holy crap, what happened? <laughs> oh, you're muted. What? The world was like, shut up, bitch. You talk too much. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, bam, this is the truth. This is the reality of what's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so I started growing the company and um, really working on it. I found someone selling their paper making equipment and I offered them five grand for all of it. They said yes. My husband flew to Indiana, rented a truck, loaded it up, drove it back, installed it. And I said, take this baby. I'm going to go make paper. And since then, in 2016, um, I won an Ignite Buffalo grant for my business, $25,000. It came with a year of curated business mentorship Damn. and allowed me to hire my first employee. And I was at home with two little kids at the time. And I was like, There's, I can only do so much when I make everything by hand. And I was like, I can't work on my business if I'm in the business all the time. So yeah. I hired my, my first employee then. And then uh, switched to a different employee in 2019 and she was amazing. And we made all sorts of strides and started making more paper flowers, which really picked up and took off. And then, you know, I'm not going to go into the COVID story because we don't have time for all that, but like COVID happened. I totally thought my luxury business was going to tank. It did not. Um, It took off like crazy. And I tripled my revenue in 2020 because everyone at home was like, how do I connect with these people that I love who I can't see anymore? And I was like, yo, that's my jam. Let's do this. Um, And it really got me back into my roots of helping people say things that they don't know how to say Hmm. through art and connect with people in tangible ways in this world. that's so digital where, Mm -hmm. you know, a text message during COVID was not hitting the same way. Right. Like people Mm -hmm. needed some kind of physical, tangible outreach in a way that was safe. And we offered that and it went crazy. We didn't do any weddings. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> We had one wedding all of 2020. It was like a teeny tiny jam. Um, but other than that, like it was all like switched totally back to doing custom gifts and stuff like that. And then we started doing lots of corporate stuff because all the businesses needed ways to connect with their clients and their employees who were all work together. Um, so then the corporate side of our business took off. We made flowers for Twitter uh, in 2020, sent to uh, some of their VIP clients that I'm not at liberty to say who that went to, but we <laughs> definitely heard of Have Our Flowers, um, which was really cool. And, you know, since then, we did a, a huge job in 2021 where we were hired to make half a million of our little plantable seed bombs that were included in biodegradable pinatas that were given away at Lowe's all across the country for their spring garden giveaway. So fun. That's (laughs) That's so fun. I hired 70 temporary people during COVID. And the two months that we worked on that job, I paid out over $130,000 in salary. We're underemployed or unemployed because of COVID. Um, I help people make improvements to their house and pay off debt and like support themselves and our community. Mm. And holy fuck, it was so awesome. Um, Job of a lifetime. Um, working in the trenches with these amazing people day in and day out. And, you know, we, we made it on the deadline on the last possible, like 1231 AM on the last possible day we could make them. Um, we did it. We got them on the truck and we delivered that. Wow. It was crazy. Freaking amazing. And then I got picked to be on a TV show on discovery plus in 
2021. So I went on Meet Your Maker Showdown that was hosted by Chrissy Metz and Leanne Rhymes. That was insane. Um, so yeah, I did that. Um, what else did I do? I don't know. And then I had a third baby. Oops. <laughs> oh yeah. And then a third baby comes out. <laughs> no big deal no big deal like and you go montoya like i'm montoya from princess bride i was like time to go back to the beginning like yeah so now i'm back to having strollers and freaking play pens in my office and paying for childcare and all these things i thought i was done with doing um Uh -uh, no they're like like the universe is like you're creating oh you're gonna create you're gonna keep on creating (laughs) you're gonna create light it was it was hard i mean i'm not gonna lie like it was really a struggle to be pregnant when I didn't plan to because mm. both of our sons were very much planned. Um, and I was at a point in my life where I was like, finally feeling like my career was taking off. Like my kids were both going to be in school together at the same time. And I was like, yes, I can focus and work from freaking eight to three every single day without paying for childcare and all this shit. And <laughs> nope, nope. You don't get to do any of that. Like you need to sacrifice of your body, of yourself, of your time, Mm. for another five years have fucking fun mm-hmm. <laughs> here you go you know and like in not to make this whole show political but like in this day and age like being a being pregnant when you don't want to be is a difficult place to be mm-hmm. you know yes. yes people just say oh well you know give the baby up for adoption do this do that you know whatever your feelings are like pregnancy is a huge sacrifice for every woman who's pregnant, every yeah. single one of them, every time. Yeah. But you want that baby, you don't. And yeah. people don't understand, people who've never been pregnant, don't understand that you have to think about the well-being of someone else before yourself, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the entire time that you are pregnant and or nursing. Like you mm-hmm. have to, you have mm-hmm. to. And it's exhausting. Yeah. It's a thing that men will never ever have to do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was it was a difficult position to be in um doing that. But uh I'm really glad I did it. And she saved me from myself in a lot of ways. And she's my favorite surprise. (laughs) my, My favorite um designs that we put on cards and and pillows and stuff because of her and mm. it said some of the best gardens aren't planned oh love that <laughs> i love that she's just different and she gave me the opportunity to enjoy the little baby phases and mm. enjoy all the her learning how to do new things all the time because when my boys were little i was very overwhelmed by kind of being forced to be a stay-at-home mom because my job pulled the rug out from under me and was like, this is your choice. You don't really have one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being able to intentionally find joy in those parts instead of being overwhelmed by those parts <laughs> was really an experience I needed to have as a mom. So what a gift. it was meant to be it was meant to be Oh, <laughs> she's so much my mom. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, Oh, I love it. What is, what is one thing out of all of this? If there was like one takeaway that you want women, because the majority of our listeners are women, um, that you would want women to hear. You're enough. 
I mean, I know everybody says it's cliche. It's on fucking bracelets and shit, but like, (laughs) you know, you could look at it every day. You could think about it every day, but most women will never, ever really truly feel that, that without having to prove yourself to anyone, without all the effort that you put into your daily life, without going to work, without having children, without being quote unquote successful, just being a person is enough. Mm. Everything else is extra. Oh. <laughs> you know, and fuck, it's difficult. I was just writing about it today on my Instagram that like the mental load of women is exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting. And especially now that it's about to be summer um, and the kids aren't going to be in school. So it's just like, oh, well, <laughs> now you're also expected to, you know, have this intricate web of childcare and summer camp and family vacations and time with the kids and time, oh, make sure you do your self care. Like it's another thing to fucking put on your checklist. And <laughs> you have to like find someone to watch your kids while you go have self care and then find money to budget for said self care and whatnot. And you know, you're like, well, if I go get a massage, then I can't buy organic blueberries this month. But you know. <laughs> so, there's that, you know, there's that. So um, I think for, for every woman out there, uh, you're enough and uh, I see you. I know you're tired um, and uh, hopefully there's people in your lives who see that you're tired and can just take some shit off your plate without you having to ask. Yeah. That's another job. Yeah, that is another job. That's very hard. <laughs> what a beautiful way to to end a really inspiring episode, right? Around there's so much that you, Jonna, showed up as being enough, believing in yourself and doing whatever the next indicated thing was and how much you have impacted the world around you. Um, thank you. Thank you for for not going a, a more conventional way. Thank you for not limiting yourself by limiting beliefs. Thank you for um, trusting the journey, even when it may not have always made sense at every turn. Um, it pretty much never makes sense at any turn. And I just roll with it. It's like, Oh, this is new. What do we do with this? (laughs) Right. Beautiful. The fucker plans for the future. (laughs) Yeah. You could, all the plans for the future are is like, you can have goals, you can have things that you might want, but like you plan for the future. Mm, yeah there's always twists and turns yeah yeah Um, it's like you have this huge plan for the future and then when you get there you realize it's not everything you thought it was going to be cracked up to be and you know that the ride to the top was a whole lot hotter and a whole lot faster than you ever thought it was going to be amen yeah miss it it's fast you know miss everything that you fly past and you don't live those moments right through the sky right that's where i got I got Matilda on a shooting star to remind me of that, that like you should reach for the stars, but if you miss them, it's a long way to fall. Mm. (laughs) It's going to be hotter and faster than you thought if you catch it. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. So many, so many pieces of just inspiration Mm. and experiences that women can, what we're looking for is like that, that connection of just like, you know, I'm just like you, we, we, you know what I mean? Like we can do this and we can do this together and to believe in ourselves and to truly, you know, allow ourselves to expand the way that we're meant to Mm -hmm. like completely meant to. So 
Thank you so much. Like Katie was saying, thank you for being an inspiration for so many women, not just in Buffalo, but all around the world. Um, and for, for showing up as you are every single day. And I'm just like, so honored that Jen Barton is the one shout out to Jen Barton who connected John and I, uh, and, uh, yeah, this is just, it's been amazing getting to connect with you and know you and know that like, we're part of the same community. And I love that because there is something so special about Buffalo where it's like before I'm like, I would have never, I'm like, I'm never going to come back to Buffalo. I'm like, there's something there. There is something so beautiful Mm. here. Um, so, so I'm glad that you came back. I'm glad I came back and that we're here today. (laughs) <laughs> we can all be like, yo, we were in Buffalo before it was cool. Right. <laughs> we actually created the cool. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, so cool. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Donna. Um, where can people find you? We're going to have everything in the show notes too. So um, we have all of your information, uh, but yeah. Where do you want people to find you? Uh, the easiest way to find me is uh, through my website. It's just papercraftmiracles.com. Really easy. Um, same, de- same deal on most social media, Instagram, Facebook. It's just at papercraftmiracles. Um, Twitter, I'm never there because I'm verbose if that's not obvious. Uh, I have one, but <laughs> it's just like copying whatever's short enough to paste over there. Um, so don't go there. Uh, yeah, so most, mostly I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn too. I do some stuff over there. Um, for all you business owners and corporate people, I, I share stuff over there. Uh, but yeah, definitely through my website and a huge plug for NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners. I am always at those events and those meetings. Um, if you are a woman business owner, uh, especially in the Buffalo area, you should check out the local chapter and come to the events because that's my jam. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Jana. We are so, again, just so honored to have you on our podcast and can't wait to, for you to inspire, you know, all the women that are listening to you mm. through our podcast. So uh, thank you. And to all of our listeners, thank you. Of course, we are so honored that you keep showing up too. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, just keep on inspiring each other and uh, finding those uh, those moments, those, mm. those women that inspire you, uh, look within to know that you are one of those women as well that, uh, inspire others. So, uh, sending so much light and love to everyone until next time. Mm. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always an honor and privilege to be on this journey with you. Stay curious, connected, compassionate, and courageous. If you're looking for different ways to connect with the work that we both do, please check out our sites, easyliving.space, that's E-Z, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, dot space, or release with Katie. Release like letting go with Katie, K-A-T-I-E dot com for more information. As always, love and light from us to you.